0: started right the jet set breakfast all things automotive with the petrol head Nico Smith
1: yep he's on the line um are you drinking coffee bottled water or tap water Nico
0: no Michelle. I've just finished the coffee well like 10 minutes ago so coffee's done and I've got a water just if I get a bit thirsty uh, during our conversation
1: <laughs> and would that be tap water or bottled water bottled water but you don't water,
0: no tap doesn't matter I drink from the tap at home as well
1: okay all right, that's good to hear. So, Nico, today we are talking engines. I can't remember the name of our guest, um, our, one of our listeners last week, who wanted to know from you what they thought was the best engine.
0: Um, no, they, or, so, do, so that, they sort of said, um, is the BMW 4.4 liter V8 the best engine ever? And I had like a minute, um, so my answer was no, it's definitely not the best engine ever. <laughs> and I thought, let's, let's talk about this. Um, and talk about engines, and then I also thought you know who better to assist me with this um, than my friend Richard Sorensen, so he lived in South Africa for a long time, um, he raced in South Africa um, between us, Michelle, we have two national South African racing championships between yep. myself and Richard. He has two of those, so um, he raced a lot in uh, South Africa, he is very knowledgeable about cars, he now lives in Singapore, and I thought let me let me get him on the line as well, and let's hear his opinion. Of what he thinks are the best engines to be ever produced. So you have two opinions his opinion and my opinion. And, and um, I think uh, people can also tell us what they think are the best engines. So we've each got our list and let's see how it goes.
1: So we have to say welcome to Richard Sorensen in Singapore. Richard, how are you?
2: Fine, Michelle. Lovely to uh, speak to you and to assist Nico with us.
1: What's the time in Singapore? It is two thirty-eight PM, six hours ahead of you. Oh, okay, cool. Right. Okay. So the question we're asking today is, what do we think are the best engines in a car? And of course, what's interesting about that, and Nico, you'll probably talk about that, is that some cars actually kind of share, sort of share engines, if I'm not mistaken.
0: That's right, Michelle. So um, you, you would have a lot of the time a uh, I manufacturer would build an engine, but if the engine is very popular. Um, uh, or the engine is a very good engine, and that engine can actually be shared. But that goes back to um, a Porsche actually being an engine builder and, and building engines that then other manufacturers would buy um, and just simply buy the engine. So there's actually that's something that's not new, and even today we see that um, cause. But, you know, I think, Richard, I don't know what you think, but really what makes an engine special is the fact that it's unique and uh, the longevity of the engine and, and how long it's been around.
2: Yeah, I, I have to agree. You know, I mean, they've, 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 a lot of the engines today are derivatives of earlier types of engines. So, uh, Nico and I came up with a, a kind of a, a list each of what we thought were um, really engines that defined new eras and generations because they were different types of engines, and uh, they really stand out over decades.
1: So let's uh, let's hear that list. So um, let's just let's just put that call out to our listeners. If you uh, you may disagree with Nico and Richard, they aren't the answer to everything, although Richard may be, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) After 30 seconds, you're siding with Richard. That's
1: so unfair. So, but for our listeners, (laughs) it's a pleasure. So, for our listeners, if you've got questions about engines, your car engine, what you think, what you personally think is the best engine, maybe you don't like the engine in your car at all, you are welcome to SMS us on 41391- you can WhatsApp us on 614 104 104 You can follow us on Twitter, or you could even just give us a call on seven one four two double oh six, and we'll listen to your voice there. Nevertheless, Richard and Nico, I'm handing over to you the list of what you consider to be some of the best car engines.
0: Uh, okay, so I'm going to jump in with, which I think is quite a doozy, which would be Volkswagen's air-cooled engine that was used in the Beetle. Um, wow. And, and that's actually quite an amazing engine because not only did it go uh, in the Beetle, but it was also used for, for, for things like aeroplanes. So that engine had quite a wide use and it was in production for, for quite a long time. Now, I had it in production time yet yeah, and I can't find it, but it was actually built from 1936 until 2006, used in different um, vehicles. So um, a very simple engine, um, a very reliable engine. There's still thousands of Beetles today in South Africa driving around. And of course, it has that iconic Beetle whistle um, that remember we played it a while back, Michelle, and immediately yes. everybody said that's a Beetle. So I think that has to be a great start and a very iconic engine.
2: Okay, yeah, you can hear the poverty coming coming down the road. You know, you can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a.
2: <laughs> exactly. No, that's 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 a terrible choice, Nico. I, I I'm going to counter with uh, one of the great Ford engines. Okay, which I think a lot of a lot of South Africans will remember because it powered things like the uh, 1600 Sport. I'm sure you remember that advert, Michelle, the 1600 Sport. No, how did the advert? No, uh, no board, neither do board, I. Sport <laughs> <actually. Ford> Escort. <laughs> yeah. Nico will sing it for us. But uh, the 1600 Sport uh, 1980s Escort was powered by this Kent engine, but uh, it was actually first put in an Anglia. Later on, it became the basis for Cosworth engines, and that became, uh, or that led to the most famous uh, Formula One engine of all time, which was the DFV. So, Nico, that's that's my choice. What do you think? I think it's okay, but
0: but, uh, <laughs> but how about how about this? If we if we say something that's really quite special and iconic is Audi's five-cylinder engine. So, um, Audi developed a five-cylinder petrol engine in in the 90, late nineteen seventies. They then turbocharged it. Um, for the first Quattro, it was 147 kilowatts. Uh, they raced rally with it, um, and eventually this engine in sort of the late in 1989 developed 530 kilowatts out of a 2.2 liter. Um, and the co- iconic sound—it again, this has the special Audi whistle. You know, if anybody watched rally in the 1980s, uh, and you almost think of Sorrel for from, from Arab in South Africa racing those cars, in their most powerful form in the IMSA series, 530 kilowatts out of a little 2.2 liter.
1: So, so guys, I want to know, is, was, can I intersperse yeah. your... Um, you must, you w- must, ...with questions from some of our listeners, because they are please coming in. Please do. Okay, so mm. Dion in Klaberge, Port Elizabeth, wants to know how you guys rate the Renault Duster DCI 1.5 engine. And Dion is saying it must be one of the most affordable in relation to its quality.
0: Well, what's interesting about that 1.5 DCI is you also... That, that Renault engine, you also get in a Mercedes-Benz A-Class. <laughs> so... So it must be pretty good if Mercedes-Benz is also willing to put a 1.5 diesel in an A-Class, Michelle.
1: Okay, so are you, sorry, I'm being a bit of blonde here, but you're not saying that the Renault does the DCI 1.5, is the DCI 1.5 the same engine that's going into Mercedes?
0: Yeah, so what I'm saying is an A-Class has a Renault diesel in it, and it's a 1.5. It might not be exactly the same engine, um, but there's a Renault engine in the A-Class, which is also a 1.5. Um, and remember, there's always derivatives of an engine and with different outputs, uh, outputs yeah. and, um, and, and, and there might be differences in the engine. Yeah. But if Mercedes-Benz uh, reckons it's good enough to put it in an A class, then it must be good enough for the Renault. Uh, remember, Michelle, again, we spoke about this a little bit earlier. Manufacturers do this where there's an engine that's really, very good and it's shared. If you go back, uh, an example would be at one stage, the, the engine in a Mini, which was a, a um, uh, now I just have to get the space from Richard, maybe you can help me, but that engine was also in a Peugeot and a Citroën. So, um, yeah, it happens all the time We have different engines, not necessarily from that manufacturing the car you're driving. But in other words, the mm. short answer yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Zane in East London, Good this, engine. Is a, this is an interesting one. Zane is saying, Hi, I'm a Polo Vivo driver and my 1.4 CLP isn't strong enough. Is it possible to get a 1.8 turbo and swap it in?
0: <laughs> Richard, I went well,
1: to you. Yeah,
2: I, I think it's difficult because uh it's not just the engine you need to replace, it's also the electronics that that run it, so it's a a major overhaul to do it. It's not impossible, but it's uh it's uh, it's, it's difficult, difficult.
1: Okay, so Zane Zane shouldn't be doing that. It could be a bit it could do something really dramatic. Uh,
2: if I'd be if I was Zane, I'd be doing a trade in and uh, you know, looking for for a, a car more suitable for him.
1: Okay. So Mike and Matata wants to know why the rotary engine was never a oh, success.
2: <laughs> ah. Rich such an interesting topic. You or me, Nico. Huh? Yeah. You can take it. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say the Rotary is one of my favorite engines because it was probably the only type of engine developed in the 21st century and not the the century before. And um, uh, it's such a different concept. I I described it, we were talking about it with uh, Nico and myself, and um, it's kind of part two-stroke, part jet engine, because the whole thing just turns. It doesn't have pistons that go up and down. And a um, uh, great engine that, for its size and weight, made a lot of power, but it was very heavy on fuel, and that's its downfall. Any, any engine that's heavy on fuel means it has a lot of emissions, and emissions is the big no-no for any car manufacturer these days. So sadly, that engine's kind of dead, but Mazda still talk
0: about uh, bringing it back just from a, a brand and nostalgia point of view. And of course, that engine uh, won Le Mans. Mazda actually won Lamar, I think '96, Richard, with, with with a Mazda rotary engine. So really, really special. Exactly.
1: So talking exactly. about yeah. um, winning winning races with engines, just just remind us about the um, Formula One. Who what what is Mercedes Benz? What engine are they using there?
0: So, so Mercedes Benz has, of course, a Mercedes Benz engine. Yeah. But then they are also now a supplier for McLaren and they are also an engine supplier for the Aston Martin team. So, wow. um, and, and again, if you're talking about special engines, I'm actually going to say this engine is nothing on what I think is a special engine, which is the, the M12 um, engine. So this is a BMW engine, started life as an M10, and then moved on to an M12. Um, it's a four-cylinder engine, Michelle, that BMW built, and, and it started with a, what was called the newer cluster in the 1960s. And in the Formula One car, it made in um, qualifying, so in qualifying, the, the engines would be turned up, that ter- that four cylinder turbo engine would be turned up to be more powerful, and it made 1,100 kilowatts out of a four cylinder engine. So that, in my mind, is really, really special.
1: So I think Collins being and, a and
0: bit. Those for the, those. Yeah, go ahead. No, go Sorry. for it, Richard. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to add that
2: uh, today. Unfortunately, um, I, I like Formula One, but um, I think that uh, all the engines have to be the same type of engine, so there's not as much room for uh, creativity and different types of engineering as in the days Nico's referring to.
1: So basically, it really does come down to human ability now.
0: Yeah, the engines are terrible. They just I'm mean, just said out loud. The engines are <laughs> terrible. They sound horrible. No. They're all the same. It's it's shocking actually. Um, it's it's sad. For Formula
1: One. Well, there's a statement. I'm sure plenty of people will respond to it. The engines on Formula One are terrible. Okay, so Colin, I think, is being a bit cheeky, but I mean, it's an interesting comment as well. He says that the engine that powers paragliders, which is strapped on your back, is the best engine because it's nine kilograms and it pushes out 29 horsepower and it's a two stroke. What would your comment on that?
0: Richard. (laughs) Richard. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, you need when you're aviation.
2: (laughs) 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 I do. No, aviation's a, a whole different thing, and uh, I mean, no, it's recreational. No one's looking for the ideal fuel consumption. So again, a two-stroke, in terms of power versus weight, is very, very suitable for that. And as long as it's reliable and you don't become a, a meat bomb falling out of the sky, <laughs> then uh, it's all, it's all good. You know, but um, uh, I reckon I, I'm going to counter and say that the the, the best engine is uh, your legs pushing the pedals
0: on a bicycle you know how about that
1: that's a counter okay a couple of messages for you (laughs)
0: This is Derek from Llunga talking about the greatest engines in the world. Uh, Nico mentioned the VW Beetle. Um, As legendary as that engine was, the problem is they always leaked oil. And there was a saying that went like this, if your Beetle is not leaking oil, it's not a Beetle. Um, I would say that the, the Toyota Taz, as simple as that engine is, needs to go down as one of the greatest ever. Those engines go on for half a million Ks with no problem whatsoever. Hi, Michelle. Uh, question for your guest. There. Um, when I when I grew up, my father always taught me. You know, when you start a vehicle, especially in the morning, you know, you give it few seconds. You know, for the engine to run before you. You know, uh, you drive the car but now um i use a company vehicle and normally we get a report that you know shows how your idling time and things like that and my boss is always on my case because i let the car to idle you know before you just you know move the car what what what, what is what is, what is the advice do i just start the vehicle off i go or do i let it you know idle for a little while all right thank you uh this is
1: j.com thank you bye j.com Jeez. What kind of a boss have you got, Jay? He's like watching you idle your car just because you want to make sure that the car has a longer life. Nico, Uh, Richard, what is the uh, answer uh, to that? I normally have to answer all
0: these things, so Richard, it's yours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so
0: um, I'm
2: going to go to Jay's question here, um, which was uh, idling uh, the car to warm it up. Great when you had carburetors and chokes. Not necessary these days, in fact. Uh, The opposite is you want to get in the car and drive it immediately, but I would still say that uh, you should just give the, ti- the engine a bit of time to warm up before you uh, maximum maximize the performance of it. You know, so um, uh, that, that's all you need to do. You know, modern so, engines can cope Richard, with jump in and drive.
1: Richard, what do you call a little bit of time? So, so let's give Jay no, exactly. I, just, I
2: mean, I I'd say your first three to five kilometers, um, you drive. Gently, normally.
1: Okay. So your first three to five kilometers, you drive gently, but you don't have to um, warm it up before you start driving? No.
2: No, definitely not. Not these
1: days. Okay, fantastic. Nico, it sounds to me like Derek is driving and sending us messages all the way through because he's sent us a couple of messages and he's now Uh saying the Toyota Taz. What do you think?
0: I think it's a great engine for reliability. Um, And definitely I I have a cousin that's one has got... 200-some thousand kilometers. But great for reliability. I actually want to talk about an engine that I, I've driven a while back, a friend of mine, which is the Alpha 60-degree um, V6, known as the Busso engine. So it was in uh, the three-liter uh, uh, GT V6 in South Africa, um, especially built for South Africa. Um, in racing, it was very successful, won lots of races. When you look at that engine, it's just uh, it's a piece of art. You know, You want to open the bonnet just to admire how beautiful the engine is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, okay, so so we're we're talking about engines that are art. Then there's someone who wants to know why is the Ford focused one liter EcoBoost three cylinder overheating and when you replace the engine it loses power. Oh,
0: Okay. Um there's so many reasons, Michelle, why it could be overheating. You need to take it in. For us to guess from it from afar. Is actually not from really afar, Singapore. Really afar, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. need to take it But, but, but yeah. you know, we're,
2: we're reading a few other people's opinions, and that that engine came up as a very good engine, actually. Yeah. 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 Three cylinders, quite interesting, very compact. So they can be good unless they overheat. So okay. So so <laughs> why is um, why
1: why is three cylinder so interesting?
2: Um, it, there's a different harmonic. Um, Actually, you can relate a lot of uh, the sounds that engines produce to music. And uh, three and five cylinders have a particular harmonic that's very close to popular music, believe no. it or not. And so we find them uh, uh, audibly, is that the right word? Audibly fulfilling in some way. And uh, that's something that electric cars won't be doing for us.
1: Jeez. I mean, I have to say, okay, so so we're going to have to try and do a bit of research online and find the sound of a three-cylinder and a five-cylinder, because now we're talking about the psychological joy we get out of a car. And I'm yes. sure that when you choose mm. um, engines or cars with specific engines, a lot of that is, as you say, Richard, about the sound.
2: I, I think so, you know. It's kind of the beating heart of it, isn't it? You know, <laughs> the, the, the the voice and the personality. I, I mean,
1: imagine having an electric girlfriend,
2: although I heard Nico has one. <laughs> <in his pocket. laughs>
1: That's terrible. That is revolting. I'm not even going there. That is just bad. So someone says my all-time favourite engine is the classic Alfa Romeo four-cylinder twin cam. It was produced in the fifties. Yeah. Yep. Great
2: engine.
1: You you love it, Richard. Yeah,
2: but I think it's I, I do, and I think it's uh, I think it's actually technically related to the engine Niko mentioned, the V6 they made later on. Yeah. So probably the same engine designer. It's a version of, and it was an outstanding engine in its time. Niko? Okay, so
0: um, you know what is also special, um, uh, and the, the pinnacle of engineering would be the S70 six-liter V12. Um, bmw engine in the mclaren f1 built by paul roche yeah. um, so especially built for that car or modified for that car which was uh, in my mind uh, it's it's still the quickest normally aspirated car if i'm not mistaken um so that engine 461 kilowatts um and 650 newton meters of torque in the 1990s was really special so um of course again that engine won the Mar. so um, as far as I know, the only uh, production car that ever won Le Mans um, is, is that McLaren F1 with this engine. So definitely, definitely something special.
1: Are you uh, um, more of a fan of Le Mans than F1? Oh
0: no, I think I'm more of an F1 fan. Um, um, but recently, it's sometimes quite terrible. But Le Mans is different and special. Um, and if I could pick a race, I would not mind going to Le Mans. I have to say, I think the party and the atmosphere is something else. Let's, you, let's hear Richard's engine.
2: Yeah, Richard, what's your? Oh, my, my. Um, well, if, if we're talking about, hell, I have to give uh, kind of the the, the democratic V eights a punt here, and that is either the, the Chevy or the Ford. But I'm going to go with a Chevrolet small block, known to many South Africans. Um, they made it for years. They made millions of engines, literally millions of engines. And I remember it powering a very famous South African car in the 70s, which is called a Chevrolet Can-Am. And it was just wickedly, wickedly fast. And I reckon that was uh, um, uh, an icon and a great, great engine. So- very simple, too. very, Very kind of simple and cheap to make.
1: So, we've got a couple of people k- talking about the Nissan. Someone said the Nissan Langley. Someone else is saying, tell us about the Nissan Magnite. The Magnite? I haven't even heard
2: about
0: that. Richard. Richard. Uh, I thought Magna was lava, Nicko. Magnite? I don't know. Magna, huh? It's
1: not Magnite. Is there a car called the Nissan <laughs> Magnite? Magnito. Okay.
0: I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't no. know. No. I don't know if Richard knows either. You
1: okay. Know. Gene, no,
0: in, but, in, but it appears. Yeah, sorry, Richard.
2: Yeah. No, no. I mean, uh, Nissan have again made some some great engines. Uh, their, their their current ones are, are good, and Nissan have always had a great reputation in South Africa. Yeah, remember the everyone must remember the Nissan Bucky. They called it the Champ. You yeah, know? and yeah. Uh, th- yeah. those things last forever. And that's just an example of uh, Nissan doing what Nissan do very well.
1: Okay. Well, there we go, Gene. We don't know what the Nissan Magnite is. Maybe you. Magnite, magnet, no, magnite, M A G N I T E. Don't mm. know. Okay. Well, if anybody knows, you're welcome to uh, take the guys on and explain to us. I'm um, Gene. You obviously do know because you want to know more about it. So, okay. So I can hear one of you is like ticking away furiously. That's what the power of Google is. Hey, you quickly go and Google it Yeah, and check
2: exactly. It out. It's
1: a. It's an SUV. Then the <laughs> magnet. It's an SUV. Oh. There we go. Okay. There we go. So, what do you think of it? (laughs)
0: I'm
1: joking. I'm leaving. (laughs) Thank you. I'll leave it for you to talk about later. Okay. So, in closing, your top favorite engine each. Top favorite engine each.
2: Richard. Uh, BMW's M88, that twin twin cam six cylinder straight six, very very well balanced engine powered their M cars, their, their n M series of cars which are performance icons. And uh that for me is just uh one of the greats. One of the certainly one of the greats. Nico? Yeah,
0: I've gotta stick with that with that that one. That Even though I never drove it, I, I there was one a while back at Kalami when they had a, a course there. So that, just that engine being the pinnacle of normally aspirated engines, and and quite special in that car, and, and really bulletproof. So I'm going to have to go for for that um, um, that McLaren F1 engine. Um, but I also have to say, I'm talking about those BMW Sixes. That 3.2 um, uh, in the M3, that straight six, rather. Was that, that the Couchier- Uh <laughs> I'm not no 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 that
1: was after the E forty six is a bit later. Oh okay. Um,
0: all all related. Very good, Michelle. Very good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go back to your afternoon Brian Singapore, Richard.
2: They <laughs> <laughs> won't Rich- let me have one right now.
1: Oh Richard Sorensen in Singapore. Nicker, our petrol head. I mean they really are like petrol heads these guys. It's nine o'clock, it's time for the news. Good morning.